I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. Rapper Big Pooh is in the co-host chair, and our guest today from Rigo's Rag, Damian Bartonek. Damien, how are you today? Yo, 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 how are y'all doing? Thank y'all for having me. I'm excited to talk ball with y'all, man. All right, very good. Well, if you watch this show, you know on Fridays it's the birthday game. We'll start out with uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has a birthday this week. How old do you think Baker Mayfield is? I saw this one. It's easy. Okay. (laughs) I'll let you. Maybe I'll let you take it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think he's 23. Oh, no, he's 24. He's 24. He's 24. Is he? I was like, off? I was off both times? Baker should be 26 today. What? He's 26. Baker Mayfield is 26 today. Wow. I didn't know that. Yep. Wow. Let's see. Uh, the great Al Green has a birthday this week. The great Al Green. Oh, boy. Um, 81. Who you high on, Al? Really? Jamie, you got a guess here on uh, uh, Al Green? I'm going to go. He said 81. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the, the, the bad guy. I'm going to say 82. 75 for Al Green. Only 75 for Al Green. Severely overshot, Mr. Mr. Al Green. <laughs> yes, you did. He, he didn't appreciate it either, I can assure you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brooklyn Decker, the actress Brooklyn Decker, has a birthday today. Uh, she was in Battleship. I have um, no idea who that is. <laughs> let's go... Uh, Let's get tricky with women. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Let's go. Uh, Shoot low. 34. 34. Pooh gets another one. 34 on the nose. Bang. Let's see. <laughs> and we'll wrap because uh, he's one of our, and Chase Young has a birthday this week. Oh. Chase Young has a birthday. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think he's 22. That's right. He's yeah. twenty-two. He's twenty-two. 22. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me, yeah, me and him are the same age. Yeah, me and him are the same age. That's how I know it. Oh wow. Okay. All right. That's right. I would have right. been all wrong. <laughs> so here, here's the list. Here before we go on, I thought we'd do this real quick. Uh, I will start reading names that the uh, franchise has released as possibilities. Tell me when we get to a good one. Aces, ambassadors. Anchors, the archers, the aviators, aren't there sunglasses, <laughs> the 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 beacons, the griffins, guardians, monarchs seems ridiculous, the pilots, the presidents. They've got red tails on here, red wolves I've seen. So let's nail let, let's get down to some that actually have a chance. Red wolves are on there, but we've never really talked about this. Where do you stand on the name change? Um, I think it, it 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 should be an animal of some sort. Um, personally, you like the animal. Yeah, I'm 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 a fan of the animal, and and if they go with something like the red wolves or you know something similar to that, I think that'll be it'll be easy to you know they definitely can keep the colors. They definitely can keep you know a lot of the things that they already have that people recognize. They can put the R's back on the helmet, 
you know what I'm saying? And, you know, just have a different mascot and let that be what it is. Um, I just have a feeling that they're going to totally screw the pooch on this one. And, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be like Washington Aces or something. <laughs> like that sounds more because it also needs to sound like a football team and not, you know, basketball team or baseball team or, you know, soccer team or hockey team or something like that so it's, it's going to be interesting what they what they go with I, I saw that list that you was reading off of and i was like how does some of these even make this list like this this is ridiculous yeah now nah, i i don't know i mean it's tough because a lot of these names sound very like like um like they're, they're great athletes and everything but they sound very like arena football league like washington aviators like washington guardians like I'm I'm not feeling Red Wolves. I'm I'm not a fan of Red Tails. I understand like the history. That's cool. Uh, I like that, but I just kind of don't want anything to do with like red in front of it anymore. Just like do something else. You know what I mean? But I do like the R logo. The R logo is phenomenal. If they did somehow incorporate that, um, like the little like script R. That those are those jerseys. The the white with the yellow are fantastic. But uh, yeah, no, I'm not feeling any of them. <laughs> For the record, I'm watching the football team all the way. They can stay. They can go by the burgundy and gold. I think Doc Walker was on that first. Um, And then this thing, go by the burgundy and gold. Because they said they're going to keep those colors no matter what. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I was cool if they chose something like Washington football team or, you know, one of them soccer-esque, you know, football club football club or whatever they had on that list i was like oh cool if y'all want to go with that I'll, I'll be cool with that like keep keep a descriptor all the way out of it and just the, the key is winning right i mean absolutely. They, you know, root for yeah. a team that wins in the end absolutely and also i like the numbers on the helmet i, I, like, I like that as well that. yeah yeah i hope they yep. no matter what i hope they find a way to keep that take you can keep the you can take the number off the shoulder if it's yeah. up on the the helmet and then rock like that. Very college, college-esque. Yeah, a little bit, but it's different, right? Because I think only the Chargers rocked the number on the helmet last year. Yeah, I like the. I like that they add like the little the stripes down the middle. I thought that was pretty dope too. I've seen like little edits where they have the the stripes on the helmet down the middle, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a cool little touch. Uh, but yeah, now take the numbers off, off the off the jerseys because that's just way too many numbers, man. You got numbers on both shoulders, numbers on the on the chest, on the back, on the helmet. It's like God, dog. I know what you are, man. I know what number you are. That's for them. That's for all them penalties. <laughs> Make it easy on the ref. And, and also, you know what? The more they buy the signage at Ashburn that says Washington Football Team. Those guys don't like spending money just to throw it away. So yep. the more the signage comes in, makes me wonder. Uh, Damien, you got a piece coming out, right, about uh, jumping up for quarterback. Uh, Let's start right there. Let's get into it. We're early into draft week. Let's do it. Yeah. So for me, I understand, like, a lot of people are pretty scared about moving up just because, you know, the RG3 trade was a massive uh, failure. You know what I mean? And I think what people need to understand is not every quarterback is RG3. Not every quarterback has the same flaws as him. And, you know, for all due respect to him, all of these are much better prospects than he is, than he was, and you know that he is. Um, I think right now Washington, if hypothetically, if the Niners for some reason draft Mac Jones and you have Trey Lance or Justin Fields there, you have. I think that they should they should definitely go up and try to select one of these guys, uh, just because they can they can put around the best team you can imagine. They can have Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin. They can draft Rashad Bateman. 
they can go grab Micah Parsons. They can get whoever they want. They can have the best supporting cast around these guys, and they're still not going to be a, a great team. And at the end of the day, it's all about winning. Like we were mentioning earlier, it doesn't matter what the name is. If they ain't winning, nothing's going to sound good. And I think right now with quarterbacks, I mean, you that's what you need. I mean, at the end of the day, like all this discussion about, you know, how good the team can be, it's all dependent on that position mainly. Like, and we saw this last year, you know what I mean? When Alex Smith was just playing like, okay, like that's all he was playing. The team looked good. You know, it looked fine. And I think Washington needs to move up if, you know, one of these guys are available because, man, without a quarterback, we're kind of, we're just, we're going to be stuck in the mud. It's going to be a routine seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven year. And until you get that guy, I mean, you're, you're just kind of in constant mediocrity. So let me ask you this question. What, what is the big separation? Obviously, there is a tier mm-hmm. here between them first five and then like a, a David Mills and a, Kyle Trask and yeah. um, was Kellen Mond and you yeah. know those guys. What what is the what is the big difference? Because I'm I, as I look at it, you know, mm-hmm. obviously you have your Russell Westbrook who came in the mm-hmm. third, yeah, pretty numbers. Uh, yeah. Kirk Cousins who came in the fourth, you know, yeah. so you have quarterback Dak who came in, I think the fourth, mm-hmm. yeah. So what is the big difference between that first group, or the 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 back end of that first group mm-hmm. versus you know that second tier quarterbacks? So for some people, they have like Lance and Fields there, like kind of on the back end of like the big four or big five, if you want to call it, Mac Jones, kind of all there. And these guys have a strong command of the offense. They, you know, throughout their progressions, you can see whenever they're actually on the field, whenever they're, you know, they're going from one read to the next, you know, they're much better. Their their command of the offense is much better. And you see that on tape, uh, just kind of how they go from read to read, you know, receiver to receiver. A lot of the guys on the other, you know, on the, like your second round picks, they're extremely one dimensional to the point where like, they're not going to offer you anything, even with hypothetical coaching. Oh, you can coach him up a guy like Kyle Trask who like, I respect his work in the pocket. He does have mechanical issues, but he's also going to offer you nothing as an athlete um, when it comes to off screen, off script plays and stuff like that. Uh, he's a statue in the pocket. And as you've seen in the NFL, that's kind of not a thing anymore. I mean, obviously you have your Matt Ryan, and your Kirk cousins, but the league is trending more towards your Dax, your Kyler Murray, your Russell Wilson's, uh, even Millie Mahomes, my guy, that guy can still do stuff, you know, off script with his legs. Uh, so I think the biggest thing is, for one, these guys in the in this group are much more polished as throwers and, you know, understanding of, of defenses and stuff like that. But they're also just better, like, athletically. You know what I mean? Like, they're just better overall. They know how to use their gifts better. And uh, they're just overall better talents at all three levels of the passing game. So I think that's kind of the biggest thing is the skill level. Uh, not only that, but the kind of understanding of the actual game that they're playing uh, is a big difference as well. You know, it's crazy, Pooh. I was thinking about this the other day when we had, geez, Theismann was on when, when, like, back by Thanksgiving, and he was on the kid from BYU, right? I mean, I remember exactly. him yep. saying, telling us he, he, that was he was his number one back in the whole yeah. thing. That's right. Yeah. And I, I remember the moment I was thinking to myself, what are you talking about, Joe? But there really was like this. There has been ever since. There are more and more people saying that. Um, it's wild what happens here during the draft cycle because – it was Fields and Lance since they were juniors in high school that were supposed yeah. to be duking it out for one and two. Um, I, I've been asking around. I'm, I'm curious what would have happened if Fields had stayed at Georgia and had that same kind of production because it really feels like this Fields thing is a helmet problem and not a tape problem. Yeah. Particularly since I hear more and more that the OSU receivers – that, that offense kind of was predicated on choice routes, and I'm, I'm sure people will kill me on this, but that's why it looked like it took so long 
but those routes to develop, right? Because they were deciding which way to go and then he was making a decision on it. I'm high on fields. To me, the conversation um, starts at seven. You know, like that. If we were doing this exercise as to what makes you comfortable, seven to me for a trade up forcing Dolph will Hawkins, you're talking about tons of first round picks. Seven, maybe not so much. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. Trading into the top four rather than the top, you know, seven or eight, it's two different ball games. Uh, it's a you know, matter of an extra day one and day two pick. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. And put you not into any of it, right? No, I, I think at 19, they're just they're too far back. Like, I, I think a lot has to happen in front of them, and then it's going to cost them, you know, a little bit more than, say, it'll cost – a New England who's at 15, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and they're going to have to wait to see who slides to seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, around that range. Then you still have no idea what Carolina is going to do because they're, you know, they're holding their cards close, even though they traded for Sam Darnold. I mean, what did they really trade? Like, you know, occasion uh, 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 filet biscuit from Bojangles, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's what they pretty much traded for him. So I think for me, I think the draft who whatever quarterbacks are left it happens after carolina yeah. um it maybe even denver you know cuz mm. i don't know how sold denver is on drew lock so they're not you they're know not. It, so you have a, a you know quarterback needy teams we still have no idea what atlanta's going to do yeah. you know they they could potentially take a quarterback of the future even though matt ryan so trey lance would be perfect for atlanta because matt ryan is pretty much on the team for another season or two um, and he's the rawest out of the five, you know, uh, top tier quarterback. So I think it's just one of them things where I think Washington just making the playoffs kind of, you know, stunted that quarterback picking growth that they have. And my if if I was in the front office, which obviously I'm not even qualified to be, but if I was in the front office, I would stick at 19. Um, unless one of them quarterbacks just miraculously fell out of, you know, past 10, I would stick at 19. Um, I would take a shot at one of them developmental quarterbacks. That's what we'll call them um, in the second or third round since they have multiple picks in the third. And if that's not it, then we just take another go at it next season. Um, because I, I, I think you're going to end up giving up, having to give up too much draft capital because it's teams in front of them that also are considering considering quarterbacks within that top 10. And then once, even once you get out of that top 10 before you get to 19. And I, I think it's going to cost them way too much. Not that the cost isn't having to pay something is one thing, but having to pay more than what you should be is a whole nother thing because now you're in the, in the bidding war for trade spots. Yeah. And, and you know, I was thinking about this too, real quick, Damon. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think you've got to get up to seven or eight, right? Because I don't see Dallas, because next is Dallas at 10, right? Then Philly at 11 or Giants at 12 or the other way around. And there's three. And I don't see either one of those three in the division allowing you to trade up with them to get your future quarterback, unless they just think that you're screwing yourself by doing so. I was thinking about that the other day. So I think we got to actually get up to, to eight. Yeah. Um, I was going to say too, like, I, I like, and I understand what, what, uh, what Pooh is saying for sure, because, Hey, it needs to be a calculated move now. Like, it's definitely not like, Hey, let's trade four first round picks. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, the thing for me is I'm not a big fan of the 2022 class. Um, 
I think a lot of people will kind of agree that, hey, the kind of the best way to win in this league so far that we've seen is getting your young quarterbacks on the rookie deal, kind of building as much talent around them as you can and then going for it. Um, and a guy like Lance or a Fields, man, I, I just love them as prospects. Uh, kind of my man, Doug, like I like I like Fields. I'm a big Lance guy just because, you know, I've read the stuff and I've seen the stuff where, you know, he was given nothing when it comes to power five offers to play a quarterback. This dude literally just became a football junkie, as his coach said. He took the NDSU job because, hey, he was going to make him as pro-ready as he possibly can. He, you know, the stuff that they asked him, um, you know, from the position, you know, and his actual play on the field, I think I'm just a big believer in, in that guy. Um, so that's why, like, for me, you could say, like, I'm a little biased because I like him a lot. But in that same aspect, if they're your guy at, you know, 7 or 10 or 15, I think they, they're your guy at number four. That's just kind of my personal opinion. Um and so that's why I would say, hey, let's not let's not worry about getting them at seven or eight. Let's just do the dang thing. Let's go get them already. Let's get our guy. Now we have kind of a guy who can sit like a, like Pusa too. You know, he might be the most uh, raw passer and out of all, you know, the big four or five. But you have a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick who makes pennies on the dollar. Um, and you have that guy, Trey Lance, you know, who can kind of develop under him. And it'd be kind of like the perfect segue uh, to Lance should his time or when his time comes. Yeah, of course, Pete. Go ahead, Boo. Uh, no, I was just saying, I, I think just looking at the draft list, I, I, I think the draft really starts after Carolina. Um, that's when we that's when we're going to know what what's going on, like how, how far will uh, Lance fall or how far far will Trey fall? And then, as Damon was saying, then that's when you make the calculated move to say, OK, I know I'm going to probably have to jump in front of New England. Um, you know, Dallas is fine. New York is fine. The Eagles, who knows what they're going to do? Uh, be, because the, the the thing here is with all this jockeying for TB, this is why I don't think a Dallas or New York will be opposed to trading is because with all this jockeying for QBs, they can get extra assets by moving back and still get their guy. Yeah. Like, you're going to get your guy because everybody else is being suppressed backwards. Yeah. Everybody except for Kyle Pitts. And Jamar Chase is going is getting pushed back in in uh Penace Sowell like every, yep. so everybody else is getting pushed back into the draft because of these quarterbacks. So I don't think in this instance I don't think they would be opposed to you know doing a trade for an extra asset or two because with like even if your quarterback doesn't work out I still got something out of you. Yeah. If your quarterback does work out I got something out of you for that. Mm-hmm. And and I still got my guy, so I don't think that's going to dissuade them from from trading. But I, I just think you have to wait until Carolina goes off the clock or on the clock to figure out what it's going to really take or cost you to get up into that top ten. You know that eight. I mean that nine, ten, eleven, twelve range to possibly grab whoever's left out of the quarterbacks. And and and, and I just want to say if San Francisco takes Mac Jones, boy oh boy. What, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, no, we're getting we're getting busy. Washington's getting busy. If they take Mac Jones at three, I'm I mean, you heard it here first. I'm telling you, Washington's moving up in that first round. If Mac Jones has gone at three and they got Lanson Fields there, oh, Washington's gonna take a shot. I, I can feel it. I, I know they will. They'll take a shot to get one of them. You have no choice. I mean, they're just giving them to you at that point. You know what I mean? You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> like and say, here we here you go. Take one of these guys. Hey, you, you talked about the draft starting at seven. Well, Atlanta with Matt Ryan's cap hit, they're—I don't believe they're drafting a quarterback for at least two two seasons because his cap hits out of this world. I kind of, I talk about that in the in my in my article. Um, you know, Cincinnati's not going there. 
Uh, I don't think the Dolphins are going with one either. So like you said, seven's Carolina. And at that point, it's kind of like, you can go seven, you can go eight, uh, or no, is it Detroit at seven or Carolina? Yeah, Detroit at seven, Detroit seven. Carolina. Yeah. Eight, so yeah. you can go to, because I don't think Detroit's getting one either. I mean, you just got golf for a, a, a million, a hundred million dollars, it seems like, uh, you know, with that contract as well. So, I mean, watch, I mean, the first round, it could definitely be very interesting, especially if Mac Jones is at three, is gone at three. I mean, and like you said, Denver doesn't like Drew Locke. I mean, hey, I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of scrambling from a lot of teams in this first round. It's going to be crazy. I can't wait. <laughs> now, now, the crazy thing will be is if Atlanta turns down offers for four because Pitts is there. Yeah. And I'm just telling you now, the yeah. league is in love with Pitts to a level oh, yeah. where Atlanta may feel like they can't move off of there. Because to your point, they've got Matt Ryan for a couple mm-hmm. of years. And and really, that's the counter argument to moving up is what I've been dubbing the uh, Tampa Bay model. Right. Like everybody is in love with the GM from Tampa Bay right now. Well, they weren't a couple of years ago, but he stocked that roster. Mm-hmm. He waited. I mean, I understand they had a first round quarterback, but that was six years before mm-hmm. that. You know, so if you had offensive line, I'd be all right with wide receiver at 19. I'd be all right jumping up to 15 or 13, somewhere in that range. If one of those guys, linebacker, offensive tackle, wide receiver. That's kind of more the trade up, trade down I could see is moving up four or five, getting a guy that you really like, keep adding. And and the interesting thing about quarterback is we were talking a couple of weeks ago, and I said the same thing. Like, oh, you know, next year's class. Well, he started getting all excited about next year's class, right? Because the guy from BYU was not on everybody's list. Okay. Mac Jones was mm-hmm. not a first-round quarterback just last year. So yep, that's by hard. the time we're done, you know, or by the time we're doing this again next year, yeah, we could be different. Be a whole new bunch yeah. of quarterbacks that everybody is in love with. And and the reason why all this happens, and we're talking so much more draft, and everybody's so good, is because you know they're they're getting privately coached since they yeah. were eight years old. Yep. And I literally, as a UGA fan, I, I mean, we've been nerd about Justin Fields for a decade, it feels like. Mm-hmm. So it, that's the other interesting thing is just how much better the players are entering the league and yep. how much bigger, faster, stronger. I mean, the amount of guys, and I understand everybody's, you know, laughing at the clocks this year, but even if they're a little off, there's a whole lot of four threes and low four fours this year. Oh, yeah. That really probably aren't that far off. It's just that's what's happening now. Everybody's just so fast. <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely be in favor of uh Washington getting um I'm 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 turning into a, a Christian Derisaw fan. Yep, yeah. From tech. Um yeah, 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 from from tech. Uh so I would be in favor of them getting another, you know, tackle. Um quality tackle that way you you can have charles either you know you you can get him in and figure it out <laughs> you know what i'm saying like figure out where charles is going where you know and all of that and you know stack your line you can you know they definitely need another linebacker you can you know go there um you know i don't know about wide receiver in the first round for them um after they made their moves in free agency so i mean it's it's things that they need they can go f- safety you know uh the, the morning wig uh the kid from tcu yep. uh you know they need a true free safety so it's, it's things they can do and i know quarterback is the most important position in you know in the game today i just mortgaging too much of your future to possibly be wrong 
it's that's a tough pill to swallow because that can yeah. that can set you back. And I think the problem like teams in front of them, like Atlanta, you know, for instance, may have is being definitive about what your future is. Even if you, you know, we know uh, Matt Ryan is there for another two seasons, at least you go get a Kyle Pitts. Does that really put you in contention? No. So why not play for now and play for later by moving out of that pick and gaining more assets? And you can still get a premium, you know, player because with or without Kyle Pitts, Atlanta, you're not going you're not contending for the Super Bowl. Like everything will have to fall your way for you to contend for the Super Bowl. So it's like, like, like Damien said, it's going to be, it's going to be real interesting. It's going to be, you know, fun, you know, seeing how this shakes out. Uh, I don't know the last time you had five quarterbacks that was this highly regarded, even though they're trying to kill, you know, uh, fields uh, out here. Um, but I, I, I don't know the last time you had five quarterbacks this highly regarded that, could all possibly go in the top 10. Like, yeah, it's wild. It's never happened. It never happened that quarterbacks go one, two, three. Uh, it's possible to go one, two, three, four. And, and by the time it's all said and done, they could go one, two, three, four, five. Because exactly. to, to your point, you know, teams want that quarterback and they want them bad. I mean, look at Denver. They really already move off Drew Locke. They drafted him two years ago. Darnold just got traded. What he got drafted three years ago. You do, with the new scale, you do not have to stay on these guys at all. The scale and what um, I think Arizona showed or gave teams confidence that if you're certain certain that this is your guy, you can move off a guy you just drafted the previous year. Yeah, well, I he mean, better have it. Speaking of that, he better have a good year this year too. By the way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, out in, out in Arizona. Oh, uh, you don't think uh, you, know, you, you think he will, or you don't think, or you're not a believer in it? Well, I'm just saying they 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 moved off for Rosen, which is fine. That proved yeah. to be the right move, but he hadn't done it yet either. This is year three for him, and, it, and he's he better have a big one. Yeah, it's it's interesting you say that too. I literally have this right next to me. Uh, I'm a big like sports card investor and stuff. I literally got a Kyler Murray like rookie card right here graded for him. Like I'm I'm telling you, when I tell you I'm a believer in Kyler Murray, I'm a Kyler Murray guy. Like I. I love I love his talent, but you know I agree. I mean, last year I was I was a bit surprised that they didn't make the playoffs. I was I was a little I was a little shocked, but well, you know, with another playoff spot. I think they will. I think they'll make the playoffs this year. I think I think he just got worn down as the year went on. He was yeah. he was being asked to do way too much. Uh, I think swapping out, and there's no disrespect to the legend Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. But I think swapping out Fitzgerald for another veteran in AJ Green is going to prove beneficial. Um, I think. You know, the additions they, they got on the defense are going to help them because that was that was also part of their problem. Like they could score, but they couldn't stop yep. those teams. And, yep. and so you had to keep going back to Kyler to, you know, they didn't have a running game, you yeah. know, a consistent running game. So I, I, I'm i hoping because I'm a fan of his. I'm hoping, mm-hmm. you know, it, it turns out better for him this year uh, unless they play the football team. I don't know the schedule. <laughs> They can they, lose that game. They they put out the um, I forget which sports book it was now, but the win totals for this year eight for Washington football team. What do you think about eight? I mean, it was like Vikings got eight and a half win totals. I was trying to think about who the teams were just under. The Washington awful. was the only team that sat there at eight. Eight seems yeah. about right though. Yeah, that's fair. I I'll mean, take I, the over, but yeah, uh, I, I, it, that's tough. Only because that first place schedule is going to be brutal. Like, yeah. It's gonna be really tough. So that's why, like eight wins, like I can see it. Um, man, 
the over is a little, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, nine wins, I could see two. I mean, if they get a quarterback, like hypothetically, right, in my perfect world, if they get a quarterback and Fitzpatrick plays decent, right, he just plays like an average starter, they can win nine, 10 games. I think they could. I think they could get it done. Yeah, well, of I, course. I, that, that's yeah. the only problem, real quick, but that's yeah. the only problem with your yeah. scenario, right, is if you're trying to win nine games next year yeah. and that happens with Fitzpatrick, then spending a first or three first round picks on a quarterback literally didn't actually help your win total for this year at all, right? That, yeah. That's kind of why I like the Fitzpatrick thing. Yeah. And yeah, and he's like the like I was like I mentioned in the article, like he's he's the perfect bridge for whatever you bring in. Now we're kind of in a good spot because hey, if we lose a lot of games, like who cares? Like you're gonna be picking, you're gonna be picking early. Like you need a quarterback. Like I know it stinks like hypothetically like losing stinks, right? Uh, but, you know, we'll be in a good spot to get another quarterback. Uh, but if you do well, then like, hey, Fitzpatrick's working out better than you expected. Like, obviously, I'm not a, I'm not a, a believer in losing benefiting development. I think us winning, you know, going to the playoffs was huge for these young players. Um, so that's why I feel like the Washington football team is kind of in almost like a win win scenario, hypothetically. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just while you everybody wants their quarterback of the future on a you know, the, the, the smallest price tag available. I just look at it from, you know, this year we have a bridge quarterback in Fitzpatrick next year. You're going to have, you know, a Jameis Winston. If he proves to have figured out his problems in new Orleans, he's going to be a free agent again. You're going to have these veterans and, and not, and not old veterans, right. You're yeah. going to have these under 30 veterans. That's going to be available with all of, because as these new quarterbacks come in, they push the quarterbacks that's already here out. And, and the quarterbacks may not be bad. Like, look at a Teddy Bridgewater. I don't even think Teddy Bridgewater is 30 yet. Is he 30? Yeah, he's young. He's young. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, and and while he may not 38 is is young still, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. point, <laughs> right, right. In, in football terms, you know, he he's still yeah. he's still young. So I think it's one of the things where I don't think they have to overreach. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if Trey or Fields fall, you know, past 10 or 210 or something, yeah, try to try to make it happen. But I don't think they wish they've shown they're not going to overpay. Yeah. Overcompensate. I don't think they have to overreach for yeah. a quarterback. But if one falls to a point where you feel comfortable going so okay maybe i got to give up next year's first and next year's fourth or something like that yeah do it go ahead and do it you your plan is to not be in the top half of that draft anyway yeah <laughs> so go ahead and do it but if they have to give up like like damien was saying four first and you know a player and like nah, yeah nah. Like, it's not worth <laughs> it it's, it's not worth it at all so unless you can promise me he's Mahomes. unless you can promise unless me you can Pat- promise patrick me, me Mahomes. Mahomes. yeah then i'm not we're not doing that <laughs> I'm not doing it. So, well, but that's the also thing that that will interest me about four because technically Atlanta's hoping they're not in this position ever again. Yep. Uh, to be selecting quarterback this high, the only other problem that I have with all this, and I know it's sort of like a chicken and egg type thing, is if you're trading up to seven, you have essentially traded away all those picks to go get the third or fourth best quarterback in this class. Unless you just happen to think, you know, Fields is the fourth one taken and he was the second on your board. Yeah. Um, but it makes me a little nervous trading up for you know, the fourth best of any position. Yeah, I think that's all just kind of subjective to like your board, like you were mentioning, uh, because like hypothetically looking back, 
Lamar Jackson was what, like the fifth quarterback taken, but he was, he's dang sure not the fifth best. You know what I mean? And like <laughs> right. Josh yeah. Allen was the third one and, you know, he's definitely not the third best. And so I think it's kind of subjective, but I understand what you mean. Um, I think too, like with a, with a, you know, with the Trevor Lawrence, he's like the consensus number one. I don't think anyone's going to argue that or not many people. I know there are people who will argue it, but not many. Joe Theismann to argue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad at him for that. He's a legend. Uh, but you know, then you got Wilson and then it's kind of like, I got it, you know, you know, whether it's Fields or Lance, you know, they're kind of all in that mix, but I mean, it's, it's, it's really, like I said, it's just subjective to kind of your board and like, while may, Hey, it might be the fourth best quarterback or the fourth taken quarterback. If 2022 is not looking bright, like I don't think it is. Well, man, you know, the fourth, if you combine both classes, it's kind of like the fourth best quarterback out of the last eight or nine. I mean, you, you could, you could be all forced, you know what I mean? So, um, but I'm, I'm, I think Washington will be fine whether they, you know, select Lance or Fields or uh, if they chose to like kind of wait on it, you know, they could, I, I trust the organization enough that they have a plan and they know what they're doing. So I'm not mad at it. I'd be yeah. stunned if they end up going up to four. I know they're not going to four. <laughs> they, yeah. they could do that today if they're going to four. <laughs> like, um, and, and even to your point, Doug, I was, I was just sitting here thinking about it. One, I think Mac Jones is just throwing everybody for a loop at three. If, if he does go three, I don't think anybody predicted that. Um, and then even with this Zach Wilson kid, I'm just hearing, you know, while people is in love with him, all the reading I've done so far is saying he needs more development. That's why they were surprised that they jettisoned Sam Darnold as fast as they did, because they feel he's he's he, he has the potential, but he's not there yet. Um, I think that probably would have been the case for anybody that went to the Jets. They don't have a good track record of uh, <laughs> developing quarterbacks. But so, yeah, it, it just goes, you know, for some people, some teams, Fields could be the second best quarterback. And they're just letting all this talk happen. And, you know, like, yeah, good. Yeah, let them slide back to me. Awesome. I'll take them. Yeah. Or, you know, even for uh, Lance, it could be, you know, we think he has the potential to be the best or, you know, the second best quarterback in this draft. He just needs more development than the other quarterbacks need because of, you know, the division, uh, the subdivision he was in and then not playing, only playing one game last season. So, I, you know, to Damien's point, I just think it's about how you view these quarterbacks. So, you know, who may go fifth, maybe somebody's second best quarterback in the draft. You know, you, you just never know. I'll say this about Lance. I prefer quarterbacks that have played baseball. No, know what it is, if it's the arm angle or just the, the Mahomes, the Mahomes effect. Russell Wilson. There's a lot of good ones that yep. uh, played big Dak, I think, was a baseball yeah. player too. Yep. Yeah, no, uh, I can tell you one thing. It has been refreshing uh to have gone from Allen to uh Rivera because we really don't have a very good sense of what they're gonna do. You know, I mean, everybody, everybody knew Chase Young was the pick last year. This this year will be much more interesting for sure. Yeah, we've gotten mixed signals from Ron. We got the, oh, no, we can build everything and then get a quarterback talk. And then we got the, if if, if somebody we like there, we'll go up for him. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, what are you, we don't know what you're doing, Ron. We'll just wait. <laughs> hey, he, he's not called Riverboat Ron. You know, he's called Riverboat Ron for a reason. For real. So. Yeah, facts. <laughs> <You know? laughs> facts. But I definitely, I definitely agree with you. I, in, in Washington's case, you know, obviously winning in division last year, and then I think the misstep with uh, Dwayne Haskins kind of set them back in the quarterback market. 
you know, not obviously not the team. They, they're developing as a team. But I think that because when you're wrong and I think that's the fear with giving up all them assets, even though they didn't give up any for Dwayne. But if you're wrong, that really cost you. It cost you double. It cost you the yeah. assets you gave up. And then you you don't have the person you thought you were going to have, the player you thought you yeah. were going to have. And I think they, they saw that with the Haskins thing, even though Ron's regime didn't draft him, just how, okay, if they would have took that 15th pick that year and got another player that could have helped us somewhere else, as opposed to reaching for this quarterback who wasn't ready, then, you know, we could be in an even better position this year. And, and you have that has to be playing in their mind um, more than anything. I, not necessarily. I don't. I don't look at the RG three thing the same because it was it was way more to that. He was electric his first year, yeah. and then the injury, and then the beef with the Shanahan's and Dan, and you know how all that played out. So I, I look at that differently. But the Haskins thing shows that can set you back if yeah. if you if you choose wrong, yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> that can set you back. And it's just, you know, fortunate that Washington cut bait with somebody they felt wasn't going to be their guy. They didn't, they didn't waste time with it. They just, okay. And he took a lot of heat. He took a lot of heat for that too. He did, but a lot of heat. It's just like, this is not working for me. Um, yeah. And so we know he's not the guy. We got to get him out of here. And, and they got him out of there. And, you know, so I like, like everybody's saying, I'll be okay if, if, you know, if, if they stay at 19 and, you know, grab another player, another foundational player, I'm good with that. Um, if they decide to go up and and, and grab their guy, um, I'm good with that. I just hope it's their guy. I hope it's <laughs> he's the guy. <laughs> you know, you know. But it, it's just, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Um, seeing how it plays out. Uh, I think this was the intent of the NFL by having, you know, just round one on a day by itself. Is is you know it's like theater. Uh, yeah. And and when is the next time you're gonna get this many quarterbacks this highly regarded? You know, in the first, you know, to go have teams jockeying for positioning, and we just spent what 30, 35 minutes just talking about quarterback, man. <laughs> like, quarterbacks that haven't even played a down in the NFL. Sure. Like, when 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 are you gonna have that again? You you never know. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Uh. Oh yeah, that that long that boy that silence boy that pause yeah. <laughs> definitely. Um, Damon, I'm interested. Uh, you know, obviously we know quarterback of the future is a thing. You know, Washington needs, but what, in your opinion, what else do you think they need? Like that they can get in this draft late. You know, past the first round, second, third, you know, fifth. Uh, some some other positions that they should target. Um, to continue building upon what they did last year. So for sure, linebacker, uh, I think that entire room kind of needs to be revamped a little bit. They need some uh, new blood, so to speak. They need some new linebackers. I mean, at all three positions. Um, I think a guy like Jabril Cox in round two would be fantastic. He's a will linebacker. Uh, he's fantastic in coverage at the senior bowl. He was great. Uh, I believe Pro Football Focus graded him out to be the best um, graded uh, coverage linebacker in one-on-ones. Uh, Washington needs a will linebacker, especially after KPL left. Uh, so I think that'd be a great pick. Uh, definitely tackle, tackle, tackle. I think Washington needs a left tackle. Uh, I like Lucas. I like what he did, and I like how he did, you know, in his uh, – He was sneaky good last year. Yeah, he was good. He was solid. Um, So that's why, like, if they didn't go tackle round one, it's fine because they have a serviceable option there. 
but I'd still like them to go for a um, shout out to my guy, the pod father. Uh, he loves Jackson Carmen and I'm, I'm with him on that. Uh, we could go there. Uh, Samuel Cosme is another one that I really, really like. Some people think he might go in the first, uh, but if he did slip in the second round, I'd be cool with that as well. And then of course, safety and tight end. I mean, tight end Washington is talking about getting a vertical threat. Um, I honestly don't believe outside of like a, a Brevin Jordan, uh, but there is like a true vertical threat uh, at tight end. I think a lot of these guys like a Hunter Long uh, or a Penn State Pat, uh, they, you know, they're more of like the intermediate passing game kind of tight ends that kind of get you in the horizontal passing game rather than the vertical, uh, but they'd still be good options. Uh, I think Logan, Logan Thomas has proved that he can be really, uh, really good at the short to intermediate passing game level. So I think tight end, you know, a vertical tight end would be great. And then of course, safety. They need free safety very, very badly. Uh, Landon Collins, I don't know how they're going to fix that with Collins and Curl. Curl's too good to not be on the field. Collins gets paid too much to not be on the field. Uh, it's going to be tough, man, but they need a free safety, which uh, I know, I believe, Doug, don't you? You like Reeves a lot, don't you? Or you, you were a fan of Reeves? Yeah. I'm huge on Reeves, but I don't think we need safeties at all. Oh, okay. So not, not a free safety? Not, no, uh, I, no, no okay. I, I like Reeves. Okay. Okay. I like that. I think the defense is uh-huh. has moved to um, safeties that there is no free safety, right? Okay. I think they want them interchangeable. Look like uh-huh. what DeShazer Everett did in, yeah. in like an actual free safety role on the team yeah. last year. That's because they switched. And and the thing I'm not with, mad at that. and the thing with Collins is don't forget we spent an outrageous amount of time with three safeties on the field last time. That, I mean that's why we know about Curl because he was still on the field when. Uh, Collins was on so I we played a lot of two linebackers it's why I'm not really all that worried about linebacker I don't think there's going to be a ton of them on the field lots of two linebacker looks yeah uh, Pooh, who's your tight end you got uh, you got a tight end uh, from your squad you love right Tommy Trimble I, lo- right. I, love, <laughs> I, I think Tommy Trimble um, I'm a Notre Dame fan self-professed oh. Notre Dame fan um, and I watched obviously Notre Dame play, and their and their number one tight end is the Mayor kid. They call him Baby Gronk. He was a freshman last year, but I was intrigued by Tommy Tremble because, you know, he's a willing blocker. Whether he was proficient at it or not, I can't tell you. I, I don't. I don't. You know, I don't scout. I don't judge the position, but I know he was a willing blocker, and I think he has a lot of untapped potential as a as a receiver. Um, you know, but I listening to Damien, I think he may fall more along in the lines of a intermediate route tight end and not a, a you know stretch the field tight end like a, a Brevin was it Jordan from yeah, Miami Brevin, or, from Miami or you know or obviously a Cal Pitt. So mm. and and so I don't know, you know, if they would draft somebody like a Tommy Trimble, it'll be more of a grooming him to take over the role that Logan Thomas plays as opposed yeah. to stretching the field. So uh, but I'm 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 big on Tommy Tremble. Uh, but like I said, just because of his willingness to be an inline blocker. Yeah. Well, you have a Kyle Pitts who's a phenomenal. He's basically a receiver in the tight end's body. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know how much inline blocking Kyle Pitts is going to be doing. You know, whatever he time he goes you. to, he doesn't need to. You know. <laughs> so I'm big on that. And 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 I I like Reeves as well at safety. But I think they need a big time safety because I, I have a feeling with the addition of Jackson, where last year they ran a lot of zone in that back end. Jackson sure. allows you to run a lot of man now. And when you start running man, you need that guy over the top that can swing from side to side to cover up some mistakes. And while I love curl 
I love Landon Collins. I like Reeves. None of them are swinging side to side to cover up any mistakes. Uh, they have to be. That's what they thought Troy Apke was going to be, but he just Ooh. didn't have, you know, the 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 IQ, the football IQ, yeah, you know, to get it done. Uh, so I believe they're looking for that. They want that. They cut Sean Davis, who they signed last offseason because Apke had the speed to do that, and he couldn't for whatever reason. So I believe they want that because if you have Landon Collins needs to be playing close to the box. He might not be called a linebacker, but you're going to be a linebacker. Yeah, that's a good yep. Um, So Curl and Curl's going to be on the field, and he's now your strong safety who can slide to the slot, you know, cover a tight end, whatever. And then they need that guy on the back half who can literally cover up mistakes. And while I like Reeves, I don't think he's that guy. I like the Shazer Everett, but he's not that guy. And I think they need that guy. They don't necessarily have to get him this year, but they need that guy to for their offense to truly unlock. They're going to need somebody who can cover up mistakes so they can run them one on ones, send extra pressure. You know, sometimes when the front four ain't, you know, might not be getting through or they got a sub out chase or something. And they're going to need that free safety to cover up their back end. Um, so that's why I was I was I'm I'm definitely thinking they're gonna pluck some type of safety with a lot of range in 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 this draft. And and obviously linebacker, we all in agreement there. They definitely need a linebacker, more of a cover linebacker. Um obviously need to be able to thump in the run, but yeah, more of a cover linebacker than than anything. Because the front four eats up a lot, you know, a lot of a lot of the blocking. You know, I I was high on um Jeremiah uh JOK. I don't I don't yeah. know. I was uh, the kid from Notre Dame. It, but it's like, you know, this is where the draft thing can get you. I, the more I read about him, you know, phenomenal kid, six one, former safety, uh can cover, but his tackling is an issue and he's small, <laughs> you know. Yeah. He, he can get he can get lost in the sauce. And I'm like, man. I mean, I know he a cover, but whoo, that a for somebody who might burn you in the run game, you know, at this level, that 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 can be, you know, that can be a huge misstep. So, um, I said it's it's going to be interesting, but I, I I agree with Damon. I definitely think they need a, another a tackle. Um, everybody knows they need a linebacker, and then where we differ, Doug, I do think they they're going to pluck a free safety somewhere. And they're probably going to get another wide receiver in this draft, too, just to yeah. bring some competition in. Adam Humphrey's not there for long. Steven Sims, I think he's gone. The, o- the only receivers that's safe out of the old regime, obviously Terry McLaurin. But I think they're going to give Cam Sims another look to see if he develops further. They're going to give Antonio Gandy-Golden another year to prove, you know, he, he can play. Yep. I think everybody else is gone. <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't Kelvin, Kelvin Harmon will be Kel, Kelvin Harmon will be back. Too, yeah, I yeah. forgot that they'll give yeah. Kelvin Harmon a look because yeah. he was actually, you know, until he ruptured his ACL or tore his ACL. Yeah, they like him. He could he'll he'll do the dirty work for you. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, but Sims, uh Steven Sims, uh uh whatever the other wide receivers they have over there, they got they're out of here. Yeah. Let's do Daniel while we got you here. Let's do one last one that I know is all over Washington football team Twitter. So 
They've got four first round draft picks. All of them can't get paid. Uh, who stays and who goes? All right. So we're paying Chase, and we're pay- we're paying. Mo- Are you talking? We're talking about Chase, Montez, Allen, and Payne, right? That's right. Yeah. We're paying. We're paying Chase. We, we, I mean, we have no. We we're paying him. Well, fortunately, we don't have to worry about Chase for five yeah, years. I mean, yeah, the, I guess yeah. the big one is the tackles, right? That that's yeah. really where the rubber meets the road, as they yeah. say. Jonathan Allen is this summer. Deron Payne's coming up. Matt Ioannidis on the contract, and Tim Settle. So all of them can't stay. Yeah, I would go. I'm definitely paying, paying Allen, and I'm paying Payne. If I had to move off of, you know, Settle, and I know Ioannidis, Ioannidis doesn't really make a lot of money, uh, like average annual value. But I understand because, you know, he does make, I believe it's what, 11 or 10 million uh, per season. Uh, but I'm definitely going with Payne and Allen uh, over Matt just because I feel like they are better players. Uh, I kind of thought at first Matt was at times, you know, the best inside interior lineman that they had. But I think after this year, no, I think it's Payne and Allen for sure. Uh, I would definitely pay them without question. Uh, well, I, Leonard, Williams, Leonard Williams just got, what, north of 20? Yeah, 20 We're just shy of 20. Yeah. So let's assume that Allen starts there. Ooh, you think maybe yeah. Oh, you think that you think he saw a letter where you just oh I don't think I don't think he's gonna get 21, man. I don't think he's gonna get 21 or 20, man. I could be wrong. I could, but I don't think I don't think an Allen or a Payne will will command that salary. I I really don't. Now if they did because they Washington has edge rushers, yeah that so I think the way it's going to work, Giants don't have edge rushers that's taking the pressure off of Leonard Williams. He is the defensive line for the Giants. Where in Washington, they do have two pass rushers who, you know, they all work together, obviously, but that kind of devalues your D tackles at that point. So they're not going to get, I don't think they're going to get Leonard Williams money. They're not going to be cheap. But they're yeah. not going to get Leonard Williams money. And I think if the football team had to decide, first it's going to depend on how much Allen's extension ends up being. If that let's number say, is, Let's say 18 a year. Payne is out of here. Yeah, Payne would have to go. But Payne, I Payne going to be yeah. gone. I think they'll keep yeah. Ioannidis, Tim Settle, and Payne to be gone. Yeah, because Ioannidis really doesn't make a ton of money. Like I, I, I'm, if I'm, if I'm trying to, I don't know what his AAV is. I'm, I'll, I'll look it up real quick. But I'm almost certain. Oh, it's low. Yeah, I it's know it's not much. Sure. Yeah, and 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 he's an extremely good player. Like he, Matt Ioannidis is a very, very, very good player. Um, so I mean, it would unfortunately that's kind of how it would go. Uh, but man, Payne is just that's. I mean, like you mentioned, he's a great player. And I'm not saying it just because like I interviewed him. Like I'm telling you, he's a really, really, really good player. So that's why it's it's really tough to kind of see him go, but that's kind of how it would have to be. I think they would go with Allen, uh, and then they they'd have they have Matt to fall back on, and Tim Settle makes makes nothing. I mean, he was what a, a fifth round pick, right? Yeah, round probably, pick? I bet you they have to give him Ioannidis money in a year yeah. when his contract comes up. The other guy is uh, Smith Williams, who we know from down here in Carolina. Oh yeah, uh, they are high on him. He was hurt at NC State. Or else he'd have gone higher. He's one of those spark guys, freak athlete. They moved him inside and outside last year. I'm excited to see what he'll do. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure they're gonna pick up another D tackle later in the draft too. They're gonna keep stacking because they know they're not gonna be able to pay all them guys. Like, you know, I, I can guarantee you, out of them four, them 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 starting four, the last two that's gonna get the big payday 
that could potentially be gone when their their contract is up is going to be pain and then sweat because sweat is playing his way into a lot of money right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. playing his way into a lot of money. They they have the benefit because they did come back up into the first round to get him. So they're going to be able to have him for that extra year. But yeah. he's playing his way into, into a, a bag of cash. Yeah. Which so, I love that you said that, Pooh, because people were mad about that trade-up. But when that ends up getting you an extra ooh. cheap year, I think people are going to be happy yeah. to have given up that second-round pick for it, really. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he, he was a first-round talent. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, yeah, for he, sure. He should have been the pick at 15. That's right. Yeah. You remember that's what they wanted. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 So – it's, it's interesting y'all said that, too, because I said that recently. I said on Twitter that, hey, uh, Washington should pick – or, like, I kind of gave up a couple names. Like, hey, these are some day three guys Washington should look at. And I had a couple people telling me I was an idiot, basically, for saying they should pick up another lineman, like an interior or, or an edge rusher. And people were like, oh, no, they, they shouldn't. That's foolish. I said, absolutely not. It's not foolish. Like, not like with, with this team, I mean, we just saw Matt go down. What happens if, if we have another 2018 season where you have John Allen go out and you have Deron Payne out? Now you're paying – and now while I know Tim Suttles is a solid player, you know, he's a good talent, I think he's best in a rotational role, you're not going to have many three-down linemen. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you need guys. You need bodies. You need skills. So, no, I'm, I'm 100 – I agree with with Pooh big time because, yeah, they need to grab another another lineman on day three for sure. I mean, that's without question. This is where not having the um the $40 million quarterback comes in to play to help you, that's to right. assist you in roster building. You know, and this this could be a method that they're really taking is, you know, this is might might be why they're not in a, you know, rush rush to to, you know, grab a guy because the the further they push it out and they're able to win. The more they can pay their guys, that's right. that they want to yeah. keep. And well, and Pooh, if they draft a quarterback this year, how would they get Aaron Rodgers next year? Or in two yeah, years? yeah, I like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that oh, yeah, I like yeah. that energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's keep speaking that into the universe. Yeah, you know, I, I think Tampa Bay, <laughs> Tampa Bay kind of showed you was talking about it earlier, Doug. They kind of showed people a different way, right? Yeah. While they had a quarterback in Jameis on the roster, he was under, you know, he had his, I don't, I think he had a had an extension. Um, he but he got his fifth year option picked up. Okay, so so he was still under his rookie deal. They were able to build out that roster. So even when they moved on from Jameis, they was able to bring in a Tom Brady. Why? Because the team was already built out. Like, yeah. all we're missing is add quarterback and we're contending. Yeah. And I think seeing that model allowed a team like Washington to say, hey, we may not have our guy, but we can bring in a Ryan Fitzpatrick for 10 million keep building out this team you know we may surprise ourselves next year and win 10 you know or something crazy or we may fall around eight or nine but we're continuing to build out our team and we're getting these guys on you know rookie deals and because we know we have guys to pay you know it's we still don't know what what sheriff is going to end up getting if he if he signs a long-term deal i know it's going to be around 16 you know it's, yeah. it's not going to be it's not going to be cheap so and the corns deals coming up yeah like yeah that's uh, part, that's a big priority that's right so <laughs> yeah so you, so you have these you have these you know this model now to show you another way to do it because everybody was used to doing it in reverse you get your quarterback and then you build your team out. That's right. Tampa Bay is like, no, you can get your team. 
you can build your team and then get your quarterback because these yeah. guys, as we're seeing, you know, Matt Ryan in two years. Now, I don't know what he's going to be looking like, but he's going to be available. <laughs> you yep. know, Aaron Rodgers next year is going to be available more than likely. Um, yeah. yep. So you're going to have these quarterbacks popping up. And if you built your team out enough to where it's attractive to, to one of these free agent quarterbacks, it's like, hey, man, come on in here on a year, two year deal, man, and let's go win this championship. This and don't happen. forget, they tried to they tried to get Stafford. Yeah. I mean, that kind of tells you yeah. where they think they're sitting too. I mean, they swung yeah. a quarterback. They won a vet. Um, I think I think they won a veteran over a rook. I think that's I think that's you know without a doubt. And and like you mentioned, that's a great point because Ron's really like he's like he said like hey I'm you know we did it this way in Carolina, but now we kind of have a chance to do it the other way. I think he really does want to do it like exactly what Pooh said, like exactly like what the Buccaneers did. And if they did that, like. Man, and, and like, let's say from a year from now, we're back here talking and they have Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my goodness. You talk about everything it, like that changes everything, literally. So, yeah, no, I mean, they like I, like I was mentioning earlier, they're kind of in a win-win scenario. They can really – it'd be really hard for them to mess this up, and I don't think they will. Thank God. <laughs> no no more Bruce, no more Vinny Serato. Yeah. I, think, I think we're okay now. I think, I think we're okay. Well, look, Damon, man, we – you know, we've been at this for almost an hour, man. We appreciate you coming on. This has been fun. You know, I, I could oh, do yeah. this all day. But just let the people know where they can find you and, um, again, what you have coming up next. Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Twitter at D.A. Bartonic. That's at D-A-B-A-R-T-O-N-E-K. I cover the football team for uh, Rigo's Rag. Uh, I cover the Spurs for Air Alamo, and I uh, write about Texas State sports for the University Star. Go ahead and check out my Washington football team podcast. It's called Dame's Dropback. Uh, the Twitter, the Twitter to that will be on my main account, uh, D.A. Bartonic. And uh, I got a lot of articles coming out. I've done a ton of draft coverage for Rigo's Rag, a ton of mock drafts. I'm tweeting daily about the football team. You want to talk football? Let's talk. Uh, I'm passionate. I'm only passionate about sports. So just holler at me. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Well, damn you. Appreciate you. Hey, thank you all very much. I appreciate you all. All right. Have a good one. Hey, you too.